Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you some dog stories and a few tips along the way to help you and your best friend communicate. Hello, my Crazy for the Canines pack members. I'm so glad you're here today. Every week when I share these stories, my, I feel that my guests are special, and they are. Today, I have a really unique guest because he is actually very well known within a certain niche, and it's for nomadic life, van life, a simple life. He is part philosopher, part mentor, part practical man. <laughs> And his name is Bob Wells. If you've seen his YouTube channel called Cheap RV Living, well, you don't need to hear any introduction about him. But if you haven't, I would encourage you to go and have a look. Bob's channel is one of the channels, if not the channel, that has encouraged me to take on a different lifestyle soon. I'm having a tiny house on wheels built, and I'll tell you more about that another time. Today, he is talking about his dog, Cody which if you've watched the videos, Cody is a character. This Wednesday's episode, Bob will share some different training that's really important for being on the road. Enjoy. I want to hear all about Cody because we see him in your interviews and I would love to know more about him, his background, how you got him, how did he come into your life? Uh, well, I guess uh, the, the story of Cody, it begins with my last dog, Homer. I had had Homer on the road with me for uh, six years, and then uh, he he was a big dog, so big dogs li- don't live as long. He died when he was ten. He got uh, bone cancer. He had, uh, and that's a bad way to die. He was in a lot of pain, so we I didn't. We, I tried not to drag it out too long. I probably did, but I tried not to. So he was gone. I lost him, and he was just an, a critical, important part of my life. You know, dogs just become all important. I don't know how they do it, but they do. And I was in no hurry to get another dog. Uh, as Co- as Homer had aged, I had been wanting to get another dog for him uh, for the last two or three years. Because older dogs, uh, when you get a puppy or a younger dog for an older dog, the older dog teaches, and Homer was an incredibly great dog. And so the older dog teaches the younger dog, and the younger dog um, brings youth to the older dog. And I think they live longer and healthier and happier because of it. True. What I ran into was that because I was a nomad, I had a very great difficulty in getting a dog because I'd go into some a place, a shelter, a rescue, and say, uh, I, I would like to adopt a dog. And they would always want to come and inspect the house. And then, uh, you know, they'd want to come back in a follow-through inspection in six months. And I'd explain I'm, I live in an RV. I said RV instead of van, just so that'd be simple. Um, and I won't be here. You can't come inspect the house. You, I won't be here in six months. And there were a lot who simply would not, um, the shelters would not uh, rescue. Sorry, I'm sorry. The rescues would not give me a dog because they couldn't do that. Never thought of that. Can I be honest yeah. with you? Never even thought. That's so true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they, okay. the, you know, the careful, the good ones, the best ones are doing that. You know, they're going to come and inspect, and, and rightfully so. I don't have any problem with that. Sure. So one of the things I learned was always to ask first, to go in and say, I'm, you know, I'm an RVer. It's going to, I'm going to give this dog the best life the dog can have. So uh, once I lost Homer, I started, it was in the back of my mind, 
I had been looking for a while and could not get one. Um, and it was just never right. And, you know, you, I think dogs find you more than you find dogs. Now, that's been sure. the best ex- relationships to my mind with your furry kids is when they find you. And so uh, I hadn't been able to find one. And, um, and then about three months after uh, Homer passed, I was in Jackson, Wyoming. I love Jackson, Wyoming, beautiful place. And we were driving through town, and there was a shelter, had a, uh, over a weekend a dog giveaway. You know, now they'll go to places, and they're fostering. All the dogs are in foster homes. They bring them all to this one place, and then you can go and see all the dogs and, and adopt. And uh, so the first thing I did was say, I'm an RVer. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be here for another week or two, and then I'm gone. They said, what a great life for a dog. You know, they were the first ones that had common sense as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Uh, and said, yeah, we'll give you a dog. Uh-huh. And, um, and so they, uh, I looked around and came across uh, Cody, looked at another dog. And for the first time, this other dog would adopt. I would have been very happy to adopt that dog. They said, but we have one more dog. We, you should go look at this dog first. And so I, uh, they showed me Cody. And, uh, I, you know, you know, you bend down, you pet them, you, you know, you cuddle them. And, uh, Cody came in and laid his head right on my chest, just laid it there and, uh, and and left it. I mean, it wasn't just there a second and then it was gone. It was there the whole time. (laughs) I looked at the people around me. I said, this is obviously my dog. (laughs) And, uh, that's his personality. Uh, He Uh just, uh, I was on him on a zoom meeting the other day and uh it was in the evening and so we cody was in and cody came over and laid his head on my chest i got to put it on the picture and everyone ooed nod and uh he's that kind of a dog so cody found me and it just i was at the right place at the right time and i tried to follow the leading of the universe and it just happened he looks like he's uh an aussie or part aussie dog is that right? That's what I see. Um, I see a lot of uh, tricolor Aussie, predominantly. Uh, lots of people see Doberman, and oh. I don't really see Doberman. The coloring, mm-hmm. you know, he's dark and he's got the little white eyebrows. Uh, but yeah, I don't see a lot of um, a lot of uh, Doberman in him myself. But a lot of people do. I see, yeah. and he has the he ha- his temperament is as a, a working hunting dog. The the herding, the hunting, the chasing. Uh, he's to my mind he's got a lot of working dog in okay yeah very interesting and and how long ago did you get him how old was he and how long has he been in your life now uh i got him six years ago uh 2014 and he was two years old then so he's eight yeah nice very fun and how what kind of breed or what mix was homer what kind of background do you think he had i don't know his either because i also got him from a rescue and they didn't know but uh, I got him in North Carolina. I, I spent about a year and a half living in North Carolina. And there are a lot of coon hounds. And so I didn't know it. But I would be out with, with Cody. And some of the folks there in North Carolina would see him with Homer, I'm sorry. And they would say, oh, man, that's a beautiful black and tan. And so I learned that black and tan coonhound is a breed. And I looked them up. And I had one. <laughs> he wasn't pure. But yeah. he was very predominantly black and tan coonhound. Beautiful, yeah. wonderful. Just uh, Homer was a joy to me as well. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's 
it's so fun to see him in your videos. And I watched a video the other day where you're talking about dispersed camping. <laughs> he had something big and white in his mouth that he was running around with. And it was like, okay, is it a bleach bone or is it a bleach piece of wood? He's just a, a character you can tell. And yeah. so is he kind of silly like that? Do you find that he brings you that kind of silliness and that joy, that laughter? Or what does he bring into your life? Oh, love. That's what he brings in my life. He yeah. brings love. You know, I, uh, he is the most affectionate uh, dog I've ever had. Uh, he really, and he loves, 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 needs, almost compulsive need to be petted. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's kind of why I have a dog. Is uh, is to to love them and pet them. I think that's for for modern people. It's that sharing of that love bond, and that's mainly what he he brings to me. Uh, what you see going on behind me is the hunting instinct. He's a tremendous hunter, and uh, there, you know, when I camp, because I camp out in the middle of nowhere, and there's usually not anyone around. The doors open. He comes and goes. Uh, there aren't any really predators around us, rarely. So I don't have to worry about predators. I don't have to worry about them getting run over. I don't have to worry about them being stolen. He comes and goes. He stays near camp. And so he's always hunting, and there's little to hunt. So he hunts lizards. He chases birds, squirrels, um, you know, and he's almost never, ever catches anything. But he, he chases. <laughs> That's so funny that he doesn't chase it, but he might actually just enjoy the chase. My dog, he's fast enough to get a squirrel, but he backs off. He's he doesn't want it. He wants the chase. So right. maybe that's yeah, that's what Cody wants right. as well. That's, yeah, they're hunters, you know. They you know, and the working, especially working dogs, they keep closer to that hunting instinct. They're not bred out of them, and so that chase and kill, uh, that's that's right there. Cody has that in an extreme amount. Yeah. Yeah. So has he brought anything dead back to you as a prize? Yeah. Any? yeah. In fact, uh, we were in a place once where there were cottontails. It was, you know, rabbits are really boom and bust. There's yeah. tons and tons and tons of them and they overeat the range and then they, they boom and bust and then they're none. Right. And they were at a boom because they were everywhere. And he was bringing home one a day and I can't have my dog out killing cottontails, yeah. uh, rabbits. So I, I've had to put him on a leash so he wouldn't be out killing them. They're, they're really dumb, slow animals. I don't know how they survive as a species. Uh, but, um, yeah, so he does. He will kill yes. it, and he will bring it home. So wow. I kept it that time because I wouldn't, couldn't have that. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And it's amazing to me that you don't worry about him. I, I don't mean to worry about my dog, but I find that I am a worrier because I, I just can't help it. I, I would worry about, like, scorpions in the desert or different, you know, there's different kinds of creatures, but – does he seem to just know to stay away from them or does he, has he ever been bitten by anything? No, fortunately both Homer and Cody, uh, we've, we've been in the desert a lot, both of them with I together and neither of them have any real interest in uh, rattlesnakes. That's the, uh, scorpions are, are moving so slow that I don't think either of them are going to care about a scorpion or a tarantula. Tarantula wouldn't hurt them, but, um, I actually see very few scorpions, oddly. I, I'm not in the desert when it's hot. And like all all those things, they kind of go dormant when it's cold, and I'm there when it's cold. Okay. Uh, so I rarely run into rattlesnakes or, or scorpions. Uh, we do, um, and they're not moving. They're not running. And so Cody's not even interested. Home was never interested. Uh, you can actually do something, if, and I might go ahead and do it, 
there is uh, rattlesnake training. Uh, we take them to a class. These people have uh, snakes that are there, and they have been defanged. They're not going to, and they don't have venom. And they put a shock collar on the dog, and when the dog gets any, shows any interest, goes at all towards the snake, they give them a very mild shock, and you're, the dog will never, ever have anything to do with the rattlesnake again. It's a mild shock. It's they're not really hurting them, but it might be well worth it. And you can also get vaccine, rattlesnake oh. vaccine. Now, it's still very dangerous. It's not a guarantee. But if you get the vaccines and keep them current, um, they're very unlikely to die from the rattlesnake bite. Otherwise, they're pretty likely to die. Uh, they uh, still have to see a vet. It's still going to be an expensive ordeal, but right. it, you can, they'll come through. Yeah, good so, to know. Um, but the bigger issue, the bigger, I think, the philosophical question of and, and I get a lot of pushback because of this. They see how Cody is free. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not around people. I'm not, there's no roads nearby. There aren't predators around my camp. Uh, he's, he's, not, he's not any more endangered outside alone than he is inside my van. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when he would go for a walk, we'll go for a long walk in the woods. He's off leash. He's running around. Right. So there's a lot of people that really think that's wrong. And he does. He has killed. And so there's a really good argument. You shouldn't have mm-hmm. my dog out killing wildlife because that's, he doesn't even eat it. He doesn't even need it. Uh, right. So that is, that's a very good argument that I don't know that I have a good answer for. Uh, mm-hmm. It's rare. I guess that's my only answer. Um, right. Well, one of the things I did, and I think this is one of the most interesting things about me and pets. When I first got a dog and took him on the road, I made a decision. Was I going to keep my dog on a leash and make his life safer? Or was I going to let him off-leash marginally? Because, again, he's not in any real danger. He's in less danger out with me out in the middle of nowhere running free than he is at home in a, in a, on a leash or in a backyard. I really believe that. Yes. But, but he is, you know, there is risk out there. There is danger. He can get lost. He can, Cody ran into a, a mountain lion, so I know they're out there. A long, long story. Um, I made the decision. For myself and for him. I was out there taking risks and knowing that my life was in more danger because of the way I lived. And so I wasn't going to live on a leash. That's what I've decided. When I started living this way, when I started the website and the YouTube channel, life unleashed, Mm -hmm. as free as it can be, and accepting the risks that go with that. Right. So when it came to Homer and Cody, I it was up to me to choose for them. I couldn't ask them. They couldn't answer. They couldn't voice an opinion. And I decided that I was going to only live a, an unleashed life. And I wanted them to live an unleashed life. And I would take responsibility if that shortened their life. I had to take responsibility because mm-hmm. they couldn't voice their opinion. But I'm 100% confident that if they could, they would have chosen an unleashed life. Yes. It's selfish to think of myself and my pain. When the dog dies, I'm going to hurt. As you know, as yeah. so many of us dog lovers know, cat mm-hmm. lovers, bird lovers. Sure. The pain is enormous. And so I wanted to put off the pain by reducing the quality of his life. And that's, I decided that was just totally selfish. Even if he lived a shorter life, 
it would have been an astounding life. And that's what I chose for him because I couldn't ask him. Right. And so that's, uh, I think that's an important, but everyone needs to answer that question for themselves. You can make their life longer or you, you can get quantity or quality for your pet. And I chose quality. Um, but I, it, it, and the, the reality is you're probably going to get both. He's not going to live a shorter life. I think he's going to live a longer, better life. Is there anywhere left that you want to make sure that you take him that you haven't been able to take him yet? No, I don't really think that way. You know, I mean, anywhere we go, we spend a lot of, we go back and forth, of course, as, as snowbirds, we're in the desert and then we're in the forest and mountains and sometimes flat desert and really flat forest too. And so, no, I don't think he really cares. As long as he can get it out every day and go chase something, he's happy. I want to see, and he's just going to tag along and get to see them with me. How has Cody helped you to slow down and just enjoy the moment? Because you already were on that path. I mean, being in van life and living a simple life. Um, and like you said, you chose, I was watching the video the other day, instead of choosing comfort, you chose freedom. So I don't know if you have any lessons to share that, you know, that come to mind of what they've given you. Well, you know, the, I think one of the biggest lessons uh, is the unconditional love. You know, they, I've been a bad owner occasionally. I've been angry and been sharp when I shouldn't have been. As a, as a joke, it's not a very good joke, but it's kind of a telling joke. The difference between a dog and a wife is, if, or a dog and a husband is, if a, if a wife throws her husband in the back of a, a, you throw your husband and your dog in the back of the trunk and you lock them in there. When the husband gets out, he'll be so angry, who knows what he'll do, and the dog will get out and lick you and thank you for rescuing you him. <laughs> uh, dogs, dogs are not mean to us, and they, they don't hold grudges, and they, uh, there's no hidden agenda or secret agenda, and, and all humans do that. That's uh, just what, somehow I don't know what's going on with us, but that seems to be all nearly a universal, um, and I think a lot of it's societal now. That's another topic, but dogs don't do that. They don't hold a grudge. They forgive. They don't remind you of all the past things you've done to them. Yeah, they just love you so much right now. Yeah. And it makes you want to, for me, it just makes me want every moment I want Cody's life to be the best it can be. I hope that you enjoyed those stories and I hope that you will join us on Wednesday. And I hope that my dog will stop stepping on my lap. <laughs> it's a good thing to be so loved, right? I wish you blessings and peace, dear fellow dog lovers. Talk to you soon.